I actually check my spam kind of often. I don't know if that's weird, but I check it probably almost as frequently as my email. Really? And what? Because, so long story, but I used to not, you might remember this. I used to not use Outlook. I used to use um, my like, it's called like my Roadrunner account, which was terrible, but it's like Columbus, Nebraska. Yeah, shit was like, like literally resting like on servers in Columbus, Nebraska. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. And I've used it up until literally like sophomore year. But it started like, I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden like my emails wouldn't go through. It'd send important things to spam because like it wasn't intelligent. It would just like, I don't know. Because like it was just, it was because like Roadrunner was acquired by Time Warner Cable, which was then uh. acquired by Charter. And so it's like three rings down. Like nobody, it was not developed on. It was shit. And so, mm-hmm. I got in this habit a couple years ago just to check my junk mail all the time. So I think like either like my Microsoft like email went to junk or like my Spreetail email went to junk. Something like some important like employer thing yep. went to my junk mail, and I was like, yeah, it's time to change. So that's what. Uh, and so, what do you switch. find in your junk mail? Like junk. You- <laughs> <laughs> Mostly junk. I mean, sometimes like I will like, get like important things, like but it's always the fear of the unknown that like I force myself to check it ever heard of a podcast where one of the hosts has no idea what's going on well now you have welcome to unprompted the show where one of the hosts shows up completely unaware of the conversation topic for the episode from technology to society to history life and more each episode features a unique topic and the hosts unravel the details together using nothing but their background knowledge and past experiences hosted by luke bogus and jared arts we hope you enjoy today's unprompted conversation. All right, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, we had a we've had a little vacation, um, but we're ready to get going again um, because we are starting to settle into the eternal clockwork of life. Isn't that right, Luke? Yikes! Yeah, we uh, we are settling. We're we're back, but we're back a thousand miles away. I am currently mm-hmm. in. Seattle, Washington, and Jared is in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm actually and, at home right now, but <laughs> oh, you're at home right now. Then you are in Tiny Town, Nebraska. Yes, I'm in and, Farmville. Uh, yes, sir. And so this is this is gonna be interesting. We also don't have any like camera thing. We're just trying like this audio only interface. So mm-hmm. bear with us if it's a little odd. But yeah, I start work tomorrow, and yeah, the clockwork of life. I feel like a really old person today. I woke up and like went on a run. I, like cooked a lunch and then like I went to Target just for fun and yeah it was uh it was great but also very depressing. <laughs> went to Target that's, for that's fun. What's happening. We are we are falling right into the trappings of capitalist society, aren't we? Like? <laughs> aren't we? But man, Target is great. I, the Target here in Seattle like not bad. It's like three stories, mm. kind of nice. Really? I mean, it's a tourist trap a little bit. It's like right by Pike's Place, but uh, you know, it's incredible. It's you great. can get all the house essentials there. It is pretty great for for a lot of things yes uh, lots of house essentials to buy we i mean i i don't have a house i mean you have a house house i do and that i mean like that kind of brings me to the topic luke oh you what really transition. perfectly what into transition. what we want we're, what we're going to talk about today because it's my turn um you know anyone who's keeping track of whose turn it is to bring topics at home um would know that and I'm sure you've been waiting patiently for three weeks, but I'm sure, 
uh, refreshing their spot Spotify feeds, double checking <laughs> to see if there's yeah. a new one up. It's yeah, time. It's up. Sorry, guys. It's just been Spotify hasn't been updating. You know, we we've <laughs> that, been on that's time. What it is. We've been. That's on time. what it is. We have a huge bank of recordings. We yes. just uh, <laughs> it just we had some issues. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Luke, today I want to talk about moving, settling down, and like generally like that stuff um okay because we you just moved to seattle i did i just bought a house and i'm moving to lincoln you did and there's you know and we've talked about this a little bit off off podcast but there's this real sense of like home is changing for both of us Mm. if you think about it you know you're in seattle you're still going to come back to Nebraska and come home. But there's a certain point in life when what used to be home becomes your parents' house. Mm. And home becomes wherever you're living. And that's just an interesting dynamic, I feel. And also there's just a lot of things about, you know, I'm I'm living in Lincoln. I'm going to be you know, planning on living in Lincoln slash Nebraska, kind of the same area near my family for you know, maybe the rest of my life, kind of settling down already. You're moving to Seattle. I don't think you're intended to stay there too long. Um, nope. And so we're kind of in different situations in terms of moving and settling down and shifting around the country. And I think that's a really interesting thing to talk about. Um, it has a lot of things to unpack. So I guess we talked about it a little bit already, Luke, but you're moving to Seattle and why are, why are you in Seattle? I'm in Seattle for a job. For money, for 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 money, but and I'm curious where you're gonna go with this, but yeah, it's it's gonna be fun to to talk about this because we both have essentially the same job, mm-hmm. yet you and I have different routes in which we're taking. Not that one's better or worse, just different, and mm-hmm. so that'll be interesting to uh, to unpack. Mm-hmm. So I guess so. I think you moved in Tuesday, or you got to your apartment mm-hmm. Tuesday, and yep. at the beginning of this podcast, you said or the beginning of this call, which is not in the podcast, you said, it feels so weird, you know, waking up, walking outside and it being Seattle, and you don't think you'll ever get used to that. What do you mean by that? I think, like, you know, I think that you and I have an interesting perspective being from, I'll say small town Nebraska because to non-Nebraska listeners, I would probably say Columbus, which is the town I'm from, is a small town. I mean, in Nebraska, it's like the fifth biggest city or something. It's like 25,000 people. But, you know, when I introduce myself to people out here in Seattle, they say, oh, where are you from? I say, I'm from small town Nebraska because, you know, people can't fathom graduating with 200 people in their high school or, you know, whatever, which is interesting because, you're from a much smaller town and your school had 200 people, did it not? Well, the high school had 99, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> then wow. Well, exactly. And so I, I feel like, you know, always like growing up, I always had this, this itch and this dream to like get out and this idea of just like, you know, go to a big city and like live the life that, you know, I see people online where you can just walk anywhere you want and you could take public transit and you can just be surrounded by tons of food and restaurants and entertainment and all this stuff. And so, you know, it's like 22 years in the making, kind of, 
you know, of this moment and Wednesday, I got the keys to this apartment and mm-hmm. the beginning of this life that I've been thinking about for years. I mean, you know, this is the ultimate reason we go to school and we get an education is to get a job and it's happened and I start in 12 hours. So <laughs> it's just, it's kind of insane. But yeah, I, I guess it, it, I've gone outside a few times just like going to run and like go to the grocery store and stuff. And every time it's just so weird that it's not quiet like Nebraska is. <laughs> Yeah. There, it's not flat like Nebraska is, and it, yeah, it's just loud and there's buildings and it smells not great because you know it's a big city. So yeah, it's just it's super jarring, um, and it's just really like representative of like yeah, a, just a jarring change in life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I had a very different, similar but different experience. Um, I mean, so I got a house in Lincoln uh, for any listeners. Uh, And so now I have a household of myself and I moved in and I was kind of just like, like, this is very strange (laughs) because unlike all the other times when maybe I lived in an apartment or I lived in the dorms, like I'm like, I'm legitimately moving away from home. In the sense that I'm take, I'm actually going to be taking like all my stuff from my parents' house. You know, nothing's going to be stored there anymore. You wow. know, I don't know if like you probably still have stuff at your parents' house. I would assume. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like but like in your room there will still be your room when you come back. Mm-hmm. Whereas like my room's turning into a guest room eventually. Uh, wow. So it's like, I kind of wanted to talk about uh, why I wanted to do this topic is because it felt so strange, like the idea of moving away for good um and it's kind of like unsettling you know it's kind of like uh i still haven't like gotten around like calling my house home like when i mm-hmm. talk to my girlfriend i'm like oh i'm i'm headed back to my house uh because i don't want to i don't know i don't i don't want to make yeah, that it's not connection your home. yet yeah yeah especially i mean there's not even a kitchen table there yet so <laughs> but um when do you think like from your perspective like right now you're living your dream in seattle i feel like you'd be hard pressed to call your apartment in seattle your home right now Mm -hmm. when do you think that connection would be made for you like when do you think you'd be able to say this is my home wherever you would be at that time that's i i I don't know i don't know if i'm ever going to call seattle home even if I'm here for four years, let's say, which I, you know, life changes, who knows if I will be, but I, you know, I, I guess like when, when I, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, when I have kids, maybe, you know, cause I, mm-hmm. I think I just know in the back of my mind that like a lot of change is still ahead for me. I mean, I know Seattle's not um, a long-term play cause you know, my girlfriend has plans. We have plans of, you know, that might not align. She's going to go get more education. And so she has to find a school and all that stuff. And so I guess it's just because I know that like, this isn't the final stop. I don't think I'm, I'm purposely like not internalizing that this is home. And I'm definitely approaching my experience here for the next year. It's like, I have one year to make it count, you know, and there's like, there's two perspectives of that, I guess. I guess one is like, well, I only have a year here, so I don't want to get too attached and I don't want to make too many friends and I don't want to do this and do that. But like, also I'm trying to really have the perspective of, you know, I have one year to, you know, be young here and to, you know, really not have as many strings attached. You know, I live 
in an apartment and I'm buying stuff as I go. I literally moved out here with like two suitcases. And so I've been buying everything, which has been horrible for my bank <laughs> account. But, um, but also it's just like, you know, I, I'm definitely trying to approach this next year of just like, you know, trying to soak in the memories, you know, on, on nights where I don't want to go out, just go out, like trying to have that perspective of, you know, it's, I'm only going to be young and in Seattle for maybe a year um, to try to live it up. So I think to answer your question, like I definitely don't think I ever will internalize home or here as home until maybe I have like kids and I know in the back of my head, like, okay, I'm here for a while. Like mm-hmm. this is actually happening because until I think that moment of just like making that, you know, that long-term decision, I think it's always going to be like, yeah, my house in blank city. Mm-hmm. But that's interesting for you though, that like you don't like, I mean, I get you, you've only been there for like a couple weeks, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like from where you live to where your new house is, I mean, that's interesting that you even call that like, like you're hesitant to even call that home. I mean, for me, it's like 1300 miles away. So that's a little tough. Yeah. But like for you, it's kind of close, you know, in comparison. So it's interesting that like you're that adamant about like house, not home yet. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I mean, maybe like the question that is needs to answer is like, like, do you feel like home is a place or like a state of being. You know, you mentioned mm-hmm. like you don't know if you'll call someplace home until you have kids. And I feel like maybe that's that's somewhat true is like until you're married or have kids, it's difficult to call someplace home. Because like at that point, like my house in all reality, it's just a house. You know, it's like a place I'm living. Um, mm-hmm. There's not any, like, there's not really much emotional connection to it in the same way that, like, my my home out in Farmville, like, there's, like, emotional <laughs> connection there. You know, that's where my family is. That's where, you know, my brother lives at is where my younger sisters are. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of like my brother, uh, Vincent, he lives uh, about two miles away from our house like where I grew up and I would be sooner to call his house home than the house I just bought home I think and I do call his house home because it's interesting on the farm it's where he lives so like that's it's just like it feels like I don't know if you agree that like home is something that it's a state of being like it, it comes with like a lot a lot more around it than just like a house um and i feel like from what you're saying you agree with that but i don't know if you have any other thoughts on yeah 100 percent. i mean and it's a lot of like it's at the end of the day yeah it's like it's just so interesting to hear that because yeah it's me at the end of the day it's like 30 or 40 miles away kind of or maybe Mm -hmm. it's more but you know i I think because like for you it's like unless you're in in farmville that's home for Mm -hmm. me living way out here i think the second i cross the border to Nebraska, that's home. Mm. So it's like, you're right. It's totally like a state of being, but like to me, I like at this point now, I think forever until I move back to Nebraska someday, which hopefully is a long-term goal. But again, who knows? Yeah. I know I won't be back there for a while. And so I think knowing, and again, internalizing that, I think just like landing in Omaha or driving to Lincoln or whatever, that's going to be home. Whether it's not, whether or not it's like actually like my hometown where I grew up, I think just because of being in a different state, everything, I think now it's going to be like, that's home. When I come back for a Husker football game, it's I'm coming home mm-hmm. versus, <laughs> you know, actually literally stepping into my childhood home. Yeah. 
I guess that's true. I mean, whenever you're, the further out you are, I mean, if you were living in, let's say, France, coming back to the United States might be coming home, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so that kind of makes sense that, like, from, you know, the further, if you were li- living in Omaha, home would probably be Columbus then, or something like that, you know? Yeah. I think you make a good point of, like, the distance or... Um, makes a big difference onto what you would consider your home. Um, but yeah, I think that that... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say, like, this entire thing is, like... I don't know. I feel like like we as humans, or just, like, we as people, or at least this is the way I work. Maybe it's how you work. But, you know, the way that, like, we've grown up now, and I feel like because of the way that we have grown up to, like, where we're about to go, there's so many, like definitive beginnings and ends that we've had to deal with in life. I mean, you start preschool, you end preschool. You start elementary school, you end elementary school, and you go to middle school, high school, college, right? And now it's like we're like we're starting our jobs that theoretically we could stay what we're doing forever. We could be here till we retire, theoretically. Mm-hmm. I who knows, but theoretically. And so I think this like it's also just hard to grapple with that fact of like, for me also, I'm trying to figure out this whole, this is a little bit of a rabbit hole, but you know, when I came to, when I came to college from high school, I had a really interesting time of trying to be like, Oh, like those are my high school friends. And I had some like high school friends, but people that would like were friends in high school and they went to some other school that wasn't university of Nebraska. But then I had people from my high school go to UNL. So it was like, okay, well, are they now my college friends or are they my high school friends or just my friends? Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing's happening now. It's like, okay, huge transition. I have like maybe like 10 people I know out here. I mean, and for you, I mean, like, I don't know if I'd call you a college friend because it's like, to me saying, oh, they were a high school friend shows that like we were friends in high school and that ended. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I made, I have some people in my life that are going to soon be college friends, which are, we were friends in college, but now we really don't keep up much anymore. Mm-hmm. But then now it's kind of transitioning to friends, people that, hopefully I keep in touch with hopefully that. So it's the same thing. It's just like this nomenclature of like home, because I feel like we are at least me just need to have like very like definitive, like starts and ends. And like, you know, just like, I don't even know, like metaphorical, like boxes around like parts of our life. And I think home is like one of them. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree with that. I think you make a, you're, you're, you make an interesting point about friends. It's kind of back to our friends episode that we, <laughs> yeah, we did, did. do that. <laughs> uh, but I think that, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think I, I kind of fit in with that, like, boxing up life, especially in the past. I mean, I think, yeah, I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I said, you know, we were entering into the never-ending cycle, you know, of where we might, yeah, it might just be work for the rest of our lives. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, that's a little bit of a um, maybe not completely true because you know when you get married when you have kids like what's important in life completely changes whereas like when yeah. you're young like school is everything essentially um but i think that i'd like to shift a little bit from talking to home to talking about like moving and, and they're they're a little bit similar i think but i'm guessing you're probably going to move around the country multiple a little bit before you came back to nebraska yeah, it's something like it. And then you're going to probably, and maybe, if everything goes as, as planned, probably come and settle down in Omaha or Lincoln or something um, when yeah. you're ready to settle down. 
Do you feel like you're going to be... How do I say this? I think it's it's relatively important in my view to like have roots, put down roots, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Do you think that settling down later in life will make that more difficult? To say like, you know, I'm from Lincoln or we're from Lincoln. Like this is home, I guess. But um, I guess like, do you feel like it'll be more difficult to like put that down those roots and feel connected to the community if you come back in 10, 15 years after being all over the place and maybe never staying in one place long enough to really connect with the community, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. Kind of rambling. Yes. Define roots. You, uh, you alluded to connecting with the community, I guess, define what those words mean to you before I answer. (laughs) I guess like, you know, being involved in the community, feeling like you have relationships disconnected from work with people you're living around. Um, you know, support, feeling like, yeah, feeling part of the community, supporting the community, um, knowing people around the community. And I mean, some of that's changing in the modern era, you know, it's, it's different than maybe it was 15 years ago, 20 years ago, but that's probably what it would mean to me a little bit. It's kind of like, I mean, what maybe you felt in Columbus, uh, where you knew a lot of people, you're have family friends that sort of thing um yeah yeah you know i think for me maybe it's just because of my perspective on just like i do feel like i again like i said i'm gonna be here for a year i'm 22 i feel like there's just so much ahead and for what 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 i think personally what i want my future to be setting down roots scares me <laughs> it freaks me out i mean as a matter of fact like just signing a year like I, like even I, was, I just got wi-fi installed in my apartment and i literally just sat there and thought about should i do a year-long contract or just pay by month and it, 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 i mean it's a no-brainer to do the year it was like six or seven less dollars a month and i have a year lease i'm not going anywhere mm-hmm. but mentally just eternalizing like whoa i'm gonna have this thing for a year like that's a year I have to be here for a year that freaks me out mm-hmm. and you know my, my, my girlfriend's thinking about getting a PhD and so the next place that we're talking about is four years I'm like four years you know that like that's crazy you know I definitely like for me especially with you know what the whole hybrid work movement has showed me is like you know you can like like I'm definitely attracted to the idea of work from anywhere mm-hmm. if I could have an arrangement where for a year I worked one month in, ever, in like a different town for every single month for a year, I'd take that in a heartbeat, 100%. You know, I, I'd Airbnb, I'd, I'd do that, and I'd do that for a while if I could because like the idea of like, quote, settling down, I guess just scares me at this moment. Not that it's bad, it's just for me, I just don't want to do that. And the second thing is like, yeah, I, I don't know if I've ever had anything in my life quite yet that isn't rooted in what I'm spending my majority of my time doing. 
I didn't really have, like, we didn't really have growing up a ton of family friends, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. A lot of my family's friends were my friends that I made in school Mm -hmm. and their parents talked and whatever. And that was kind of the root of it. And so I've never also really gotten connected to things that weren't directly related to school at this point. I mean, all the clubs and all the volunteering I did in college were rooted to some group in college. All the clubs and all the volunteering I did in Columbus was rooted to the Columbus public school system. And so I think my answer might change is once I start to develop an identity out of work, because I do hope that like in the future, not everything I, like you alluded to, not everything I have is rooted in work. I don't want all my friends to be rooted in work. I don't want all my service to be rooted in work. I don't want my personality and my self-worth to be rooted in work because there's so much more to life than that. And so, but I don't think I've experienced that yet. I don't think I've really built anything for me just because I want to. I don't think I've gotten connected to things because purely because of pure interest. It's everything's always been rooted through a friend that I met in school through an organization I had in school. And so I, I don't know if I've even ever really felt this notion of like, you know, connecting with the community and sure. I mean, like you could argue that like joining like clubs on campus is connecting with the UNL community. But again, it's just like, it's rooted in something that's we spend our majority of our time doing. So I'll be curious to see how, I guess like my personality and I guess just like, who I think I am changes throughout the next year as I try to develop friend circles and hobbies and interests outside of my eight to five. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That was a lot of talking, but I guess I'm, I'm curious. Do you think about settling roots and like, or do you think about like getting your roots and like trying to get back to community? Do you think about that in terms of non-work or do you feel like work plays an extremely important role in feeling that way? So I think that one of the reasons that I stayed in Nebraska is because I do have an interest in, I think that longevity plays a big part in being a part of a community. Um, And so I think that for me, I'll just, one example is I go, I've started going more and more frequently to the Normandy, uh, which (laughs) for anyone who knows is, or doesn't know is, is a French restaurant in Lincoln, Nebraska that is owned by, a local couple, I guess, uh, uh, and it's just a super small little, like, relatively sla- nice slash casual French restaurant that's very good. Um, but I've gone there a decent number of times, and I plan on going much more frequently, and I'm starting to get to know the owners, um, which is awesome. Like, I'm, and I like to do that with more places in Lincoln. Um, and so I think that the length of time you spend somewhere contributes to this feeling of being part of the community of knowing people and i think that if you aren't planning on staying somewhere a long time in my view it's difficult to form connections that are truly outside of work and really the only experience i have with this is like during internships you know Mm -hmm. where for example when i was in seattle uh, for from a Microsoft internship, any friendship that was outside of like the UNL group that was there was work related, because I was like I'm here for you know I'm here for a summer essentially in the terms of an internship. I don't know if I really have time to go and develop friendships with people outside of Microsoft, you know, um, or if they're outside of Microsoft 
it's they definitely wouldn't be outside of UNL. It's either like the UNL group inside or outside of Microsoft or the Microsoft group. And so I feel like from my perspective, if you or, or I were in Seattle for a year, it'd take a lot of effort to say, I'm going to go make friends with people who I don't see at work after work and try to maintain these friendships when I might be gone in a year. And then those friendships might fade. Mm -hmm. Whereas in my case, which, you know, nothing's ever certain, if I'm going to be in Lincoln for 30 years, I'm more comfortable, you know, trying to build a relationship with this restaurant owner, this, um, this group, this church, because I'll be there 30 years. It's like, you know, I have time to sufficiently grow these relationships. So I feel comfortable starting them, if that makes sense. And so I think mm -hmm. that there's a big benefit to like settling down, quote unquote, <clears throat> and starting to build these connections. I have, you say you have a little bit of a fear of settling down. You mentioned staying somewhere a long time. And I think in some ways I have a yep. slight fear of the opposite of settling down too late and never really belonging anywhere, if that makes sense. Um, hmm. I think that there's a little bit of like, if I was just moving from place to place, I'd never really feel like I belong anywhere. And then, you know, I feel like I'd be missing something. And I think that's just, every person is different, like how they would feel. And I think that's kind of my perspective is I, I feel like I want to belong somewhere and I think it takes time for that feeling to develop. Yeah. Belonging is like an interesting like word because it's, just, it's, it's very interesting, I guess, just like how, I mean, again, from a non-Nebraska perspective, we have a very like similar upbringing but from a nebraska perspective we have a very very opposite <laughs> upbringing you know i did i did have a, a school of a high school of a thousand kids mm -hmm. and yeah your high school you said was 99 or something mm -hmm. and you know I, I i don't know why i i really don't but for me you know i i love my time growing up in columbus it's a great town but one of the things i grew to really dislike about not even just Columbus, just like towns in general, is I hated going everywhere and knowing someone. <laughs> some people love that. Some mm -hmm. people love getting to know the barista at the local coffee shop. Some people love to like see like the, the cashier at your local grocery store. For mm -hmm. me, I, I don't know if it's like social anxiety or what it is. <laughs> it drove me nuts. I, I just like, I would avoid places and times specifically so that I wouldn't have to see somebody that I knew. And I think that's one thing that I loved about one of my really my first big city I went to that wasn't like I went on this high school trip to like London and this didn't count because I was with like 50 people. But one of my big like cities first time that I went to relatively alone to be my girlfriend went was New York. Mm -hmm. and I fell in love with the city because I loved the idea that you could go anywhere, do anything and you wouldn't know anyone. Nobody would know you. You can just go out and about and do what you want, when you want, how you want. And I feel like I got to a point in Columbus where, you know, even if I was driving around, you know, was people, I'd see people next to the, the stoplight that I'd know. And <laughs> for, for me, like that was just like, 
wow, that's really frustrating. I can't wait to just like be free and just like, you know, <laughs> go to a coffee shop and not like, I, I, like, I don't know. It's like super weird. And it's like, for me, I, I need to still find my, what belonging means to me. Cause like, yeah, I mean like, I, I feel like a textbook definition of belonging is exactly what you're talking about. Getting to like know the people that run your local restaurant that you love and eventually, you know, giving back or mm-hmm. like, you know, finding a volunteer organization that you love and a pet and like a, you know, a cause that means a lot to you and joining the board on mm-hmm. this nonprofit that you love, you know, like that, that is the definition of belonging. But I guess I just felt like I've grown up in a place like Columbus and I was relatively involved in college. And so mm-hmm. it was very similar in college where I, you know, would often go to the gym or go to class or whatever. And I know somebody and I, I don't know, I just, I, I got sick of it, which is weird to say, but I, I'm curious again what I'm gonna think in a year, but right now I'm loving the fact that I can just walk around, do what I want, how I want, when I want, and uh, I don't know anyone. I don't know. It's just it's weird. That's just I yeah. That's such an interesting perspective. I don't know if I've ever really heard that uh, because yeah, to me I feel like from where I stand, I would think that anyone w- would want the opposite, would want to know people, but that's you know yeah. that's just differences in in what people value at any given time I'd be, I am interested as well in a year in two years or three years how that changes for you like when you get closer to being ready to settle down if you'll want to if you'll want to have that type of involvement or if you're still going to be interested in not knowing people 100 oh 100% I'm so glad this is on the record because I'm excited to listen to this in three or four years because I know for sure that's going to change. And I think the only reason I even have that perspective now is because I have, you know, quite a few college friends out here and people like you, like you work for a company that is rooted here. And so I know Mm -hmm. you're going to come out here, you know, like I have all these certainties of people that I know are going to come see me and people that I know are around here, but those are all people I already know. And those are Mm -hmm. all people and experiences that I've uh, rooted in college. And so none of that, none of what I just said involves meeting new people and <laughs> getting involved with the community, which is, you know, I think perhaps a poor outlook now that I'm saying this stuff out loud, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited actually to listen to this podcast three or four years from now because I, I kind of hope that it changes. And I don't know if it's just cause I'm at this like stage of life where I feel like there's just so much going on and so much is in the air that I just want some stability and I'm mm-hmm. finding that stability in living alone in a foreign city and just working like I, I don't know, it's 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 really hard to to internalize, I guess. Yeah, I I feel like. So, do you think you'll make an effort to make friends outside of work in Seattle? Do I want to? Yeah. Will I? I don't know, and I think a lot of it has to do with I just don't know how. I'm not the type of guy to like just like go to a bar or a restaurant and just like <laughs> chit chat with people around me i've never yeah. been that way and i can't even like think of other ways other than like you know joining like sports league or like you know getting involved with like a religious group or like volunteering and you know maybe once i get a little bit more settled and once the novelty and craziness wears off of like you know oh, i'm moving to a city and oh i gotta furnish my apartment and oh i gotta you know do all these things and learn how to cook and do this and that maybe once all that kind of starts to stabilize and i have a lot more times on my hands on the weekends maybe i'll have this itch and this urge to get more involved and do things and meet people and i hope i do but right now it's just like there's so much and this is obviously a terrible excuse but right now it's like i just feel like there's so much up in the air that like i can't even fathom like doing that stuff right now you know 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I, it's a similar thing, whereas, like, one of the benefits of staying in Nebraska for me is that I already have, like, a friend network. I like mm-hmm. friends and family and people I know. But, yeah, I kind of feel like if I was in your situation, or even now, I don't know how to make friends, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, strange for us to say, because, I, I mean, we both have a decent number of friends. But all of our lives, friends are just thrust upon us. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, I think we talked about this in the friend episode. And now it's like, do we want to slash know how to make new ones? Um, yeah, like maybe, I, I'm sure through my involvement, different things in Lincoln, I'll make new friends, but it's hard to imagine that, you know, it's hard to imagine like our friend group changing significantly, uh, but I'm sure it will. And yeah, I just, I think that it'd be, it's probably easier. I guess, I don't know if it's easier in Seattle or in Lincoln to make new friends. I think that's an interesting question. Uh, but I think it will be interesting to see if you if you end up making that decision to go out and make new friends, especially because if you only feel like you're going to be there a year, I think that makes it, from my perspective, makes it more difficult to to do it. I don't know if you would agree with that, but yeah. And I mean, again, this is coming from like a pretty like extremely like privileged perspective of moving to a city where I'm in a relatively nice apartment around a lot of other people that I know. And I mean, I'm working for a massive company that that company does a lot of me, you know, early in career get togethers and whatever. And like, I know I'm going to come back to Nebraska a lot. I know people are going to come visit me a lot and Mm -hmm. all this stuff. And so, you know, like I think just having, again, like you said, you know, basically being in situations all of our life where we are put in a collective room with other people and we just naturally become friends with them, whether that be in our, you know, elementary school room or whether that be in a fraternity in college or whether that be in an honors program in college or whatever it is. It's like, we've just been like, like just <laughs> like friends have never been a problem. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a matter of like whoever you sit next to, you know, if you just like make an effort, you're going to be able to come become friends. And so, yeah, I, I like, I, I don't know that, like, I think that's, like, came really fathom trying to make friends on my own accord because I've never had to do it before. And so, you know, I say all this with, like, in the back of my head knowing that, like, oh, I'll make friends. I'll meet people because I'm so used to, like, being in situations where, like, friends are, like, given to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they I'm might sure be, work is that way. But and it'll be like, work, yeah. You know, like, you might get, you might make, have friends thrust upon you in work, but that's different than making you know, friends in the community if i think feel yeah and yeah it's just it's it's interesting like i said i'm excited to hear this conversation in a few years because it's like i feel like i'm definitely approaching this conversation with like a pretty like classic like millennial mindset of <laughs> like i want to explore and i want to live my life and i want to do this and that and like I don't think that's like long-term fulfilling, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, so, I mean, I, I definitely feel like to, to feel at your best and to feel most fulfilled, like you have to feel like you belong somewhere and I feel like you have to have roots and like what you're talking about doing and what you've sounds like you already have been doing. It's just, you know, I guess you're starting that process now. And mm-hmm. I guess for me, I probably won't be starting the process for 10 years. So back to your like original question, <laughs> like 10, 15 minutes ago, or minutes ago, 
I really don't think I'll have a problem, you know, 10 years from now, no matter what city I'll be in, uh, finding roots. I mean, I think finding roots and like finding belonging is just a matter of showing up and a matter of just like having effort. Cause I feel like the core roots of like belonging is, yeah. I mean, volunteer somewhere, go to church somewhere if you're religious and just be, you know, be adventurous at work with, you know, inviting people to do things after work. I feel like that's like a pretty like easy recipe to like finding people that like have similar values to you and people who could eventually potentially be your friends. And so whether you do that when you're 22 or 32 or 52, I feel like Mm -hmm. as long as you just like show up and try, like there's a good chance, but I don't know. Again, that's a pretty like naive perspective because I say all this, but I've done literally none of that before. So, (laughs) so who knows? But yeah, yeah, I, I guess I'm curious, like, I feel like I've been talking a lot this episode, but for, for you, like, does it freak you out that like you bought a house and you're like starting to make these roots and you, you keep saying like you have 30 years to solidify that, like knowing that you do have that time ahead of you, like, does that scare you at all? Like, or do you like, like, does that, I guess, excite you to like start to build these roots or does that kind of tell you like, Oh, like I have time. Like, I'll just like take it slow. Like how, how do you view it? That's an interesting question. I mean, I feel like, is it scary that I bought a house and I'm settling down? I mean, yeah, I think it, it's scary in the sense of, like, you know, I'm growing up. It's, like, I feel like both you and I are, you know, pretty mature for our age in a lot of ways. But it's like a real slap in the face of, like, oh, shit, like, I'm growing up. Like, have a house, maintain a house, have house payments. This is... I'm going to sound like very privileged because I am, but this is the first time I've had debt, any real debt, um, Mm -hmm. which is like pretty big. Um, It's scary in the general, like life is changing sense. But in your question to like making roots, do I feel like I have time? I do feel like I have time to get used to owning a house first get used to being married I don't feel like I have to immediately like you mentioned all you have to do is jump in and try and put make an effort to like set these roots down or find belonging I don't feel any particular urgency partially because it's, like I said I have time to do it and that gives me comfort that I'm not going to have to, like, jump in and, like, really, really put an effort and over-try. I can let it happen organically, and I I feel like that that gives me some some solace. Uh, In terms of, like, is it scary that I have, like, 30 years here? Or 40, 50, I mean, realistically, (laughs) like, what? I'm 22? Yeah, like, 60, maybe 70 years here? the length of time is sure scary because I'm 22 years old. I mean, like, I don't know what I'm going to do with that amount of time. Uh, but I, do, I feel like I'm, gl- I'm glad I'm, I have that time because that time won't be, you know, it's not like I'm going to be sitting in a house in Nebraska that whole time. I, too, will travel, go places. But I feel like I'm beginning to define a home for myself, a place I can come back to and have it be my own. That's one thing that's different between like my house in Lincoln right now and home on in Farmville is home in Farmville is 
I feel like it will always really kind of be home. But it's not, like, mine, you know? I'm starting to define this place that's mine. You know, my house decorated the way I want with the kitchen utensils that I use, (laughs) which is pretty important if you're cooking, actually. Um, You know, a TV that I want and I like. Um, And I feel like that's a big thing, is no matter where I go, if I go, if I choose to, I'm working fully remote, if I choose to go to Argentina for a month and work, I have a place to come home to that is going to be mine, and I like that. Um, and yeah, I guess I rambled on my own amount here, but I fe- I, fe- I just feel like there is a benefit to having that time to let those uh, that belonging form organically in your relationship with the community. I don't know if that's actually going to happen like that, or you know, everything might change. Uh, that's it will be interesting to come back and listen to this from my perspective too in five years and see how I feel. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is just such a, like, I feel like in a year or even in six months, we should revisit this topic in like a special episode of, you know, just like revisiting a topic we've talked about, because I feel like we've caught ourselves at such an interesting time of, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't even internalized stability in a long time. I mean, I'm definitely like, you know, I like, I feel like the last three months I've lived in limbo and like, like I've talked about like, you know, Oh, I'd love to move different places. I'd love to do this. But like, I've just felt, you know, I, since I've been waiting for my job to start and, you know, I've been, I've had an awesome summer, you know, traveling around, exploring, you know, meeting with friends, all this stuff. But like, I felt like I've just been in like absolute limbo mm-hmm. over the last three months of like, you know, I don't really feel like I'm contributing at all. I don't really feel, you know, like I have, a lot of, you know, I haven't done anything really pro- like what I would call productive in the mm-hmm. last three months. And so, you know, the, the biggest thing that's ha- like, it's just, I feel like there's so much going on of like moving and buying stuff and, and, you know, getting my house ready and all this, like, it's like, I came like, again, fathom, like trying to find belonging, but at the same time, you know, to, to quote the fault in our stars, uh, you know, I feel like, you know, the, the quote goes something like, I, like I fall in love, like you'd fall asleep slowly than all at once or something like that. I feel like that's kind of how like, like home and belonging works. I feel like it happens pretty slowly. And then all of a sudden, like when you leave and come back, that's when, you know, I mean, one, I think great example is, um, you know, the, there's this light rail station. This is basically the public transit here. Um, one of the light rail stations in Capitol Hill near where I live um, that goes all the way from the airport and goes through all these different stations. Well, the Capitol Hill station, right at the top of it, it's like this like ramen place. Mm-hmm. And so every single time you emerge from the subway, it just smells like ramen, like just borderline reeks of ramen. And like <laughs> ramen's great, but like it's one of those things where it's like, oh my God, like ramen, like Jesus. But like I know that in when I come back after maybe two weeks over the holiday vacation in Nebraska and I come back, you know, it's going to be like those little things that just is like, Oh yeah, of course. Or like, you know, I've like, maybe it is that barista that I happen to see a lot. Maybe my opinion will change about knowing them. And maybe I'll enjoy being able to go see the same person that knows my drink and you know, Mm -hmm. all this stuff, you know, maybe, maybe that opinion will change once, you know, things start to have a little bit more stability and I feel less in limbo and I can feel more comfortable and start being more intentional about you know, actually having the roots and enjoying my time here and not just stressing about, okay, when is my couch going to get here? Am I going to be sleeping on the floor? Cause I don't have a bed yet. Like all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Um, 
I feel like that's kind of muddied my view of like my experience here so far and not in a bad way, but just because it's just been four days and that's all I've been thinking about is trying to settle in. But yeah, I think it, I think it'll slowly happen, but I know for a fact, if I happen to leave in a year, I'm going to be sad regardless, you know, because mm-hmm. of the little memories, the little nights out, the random people I do meet at work, maybe the few people I meet outside of work. Um, but in a year, will I say I'm leaving home? I don't know. I guess <laughs> we'll find out in a year. Yeah, I think we'll definitely have to do a revisitor, but uh, I think we're buttoned up on our goal time, which... Yes. Uh, our it's arbitrary 40, 40 minutes. <laughs> oh, I think it's 45, but... <laughs> ah, but nice. <laughs> but, uh, so I think uh, we have our regularly scheduled segment, which... It's finally regularly scheduled. I think I think it's getting to the point where we can say it's regularly scheduled. Uh, I think unlike, so. Unlike the show as a whole, but... <laughs> <laughs> which will become regularly scheduled, hopefully. I feel like that hopefully would be healthy so. to they, have, like, a, a thing on the calendar. In a, yeah, an essential part of finding belonging is having unprompted recording on the calendar. Oh, of course. I would not feel like I, I'm building my roots. It, my, my, my roots <laughs> are all determined based on the uh, frequency of this podcast being recorded. So, Well, think about it. If I'm in Nebraska, you come back in 10 years, the podcast goes on for 10 years, you'll have True. all those roots built through me. True. You're Can building you roots vicariously. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, could you imagine if episode you know, 146 <laughs> unprompted? Like, I, I hope that's the case. I mean, it would be so much higher than that, though. 10 years. Oh, it'd man. be 500 episodes, right? Wow. Well, hey, that's our goal. Something like that. Yeah, that's our we'll goal. Have a episode 500. Celebration. We will refer back to this episode in episode yeah, 500. We will do like an unprompted convention at episode 500 with our yeah. maybe then billions of listeners. Who knows? Probably so. We'll have to get a really big arena. <laughs> but the regularly uh, scheduled uh, section, I'm trying to think of a of a time frame. I, I, I don't know, like, uh, you're pretty good with, like, history about other countries. This might be a little niche, but, like, I just moved out here to Washington. Do you have any interesting fact about the Pacific Northwest or, like, the side of the country or the state of Washington itself? <laughs> that was both broad and specific all in one state. <laughs> phrase. Um, so, I have a few factoids. I'll have to say I'm not terribly verse um i mean we could talk about the societies of the pacific northwest indians but i'll 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 go with something a little more vanilla um so you know the oregon trail of course so and i say oregon washington very similar ecosystems especially along the coasts um forest uh kind of temperate rainforest the reason everyone wanted to go to Oregon Territory, which I believe Oregon Territory included Washington at the time, uh, in the mid-1800s, is they thought that crops would grow super good in Oregon. And the thinking was, if big trees grow well, then wheat and corn will grow great. Obviously, mm. right? <laughs> so you they'd go to Oregon spend all this effort chopping down forest and like you know putting farms and it turns out that's simply not true um (laughs) trees and crops don't necessarily need the same things to grow well especially the trees in the pacific northwest so this whole like influx of people into the oregon territory was a little bit misguided 
uh, and so a lot of the mythology around the Oregon Trail um, and the reason why people went to Oregon is kind of wrong. Like people are in some ways tricked into going to Oregon um, and Washington. Uh, but then again, you know, the west eastern side of Washington and Oregon both both have pretty are pretty decent wheat ranges. There's a lot of good wheat there. So it's not entirely untrue that there's good cropland there, but the factoid about the thought that big trees made good crops was completely incorrect. Um, Very interesting. Well, there I can I can, I can confirm lots of trees here. Mm-hmm. Speaking Very of pretty. trees, not not to continue this, but I literally learned this yesterday that Nebraska didn't natively have trees. Did you know this? So, yeah, I mean. There were, like, trees by river deltas, though. Or, like, by rivers. Oh. And creeks. But before, like, out in the, the plains, yeah, there were, like, no trees. Yeah, and so, because I always thought, like, oh, Arbor Day, right? The mm-hmm. Arbor Day Foundation. It had to be because we love trees. No, it was because in, like, the 18-whatever, like, 1870-something, they planted a million trees in Nebraska. And they were like, yo, this is pretty sweet. We should do this more. And so mm-hmm. they started the foundation. Like, that's insane. Yeah, because, like, you know all, if you're driving through Nebraska and you see all the, like, you'll see, like, lines of trees along roads and stuff. I don't know if you've sure. noticed that. Those were all, were all planted in, like, the 30s. They were wow. part of the work programs during the Great Depression. Uh, wow. Because most of the Great, especially before um, European settlement, a lot of the Great Plains were burned regularly and controlled. Like, the, mm. the Native Americans would burn the plains to fertilize the next round of crops and for bison to come back. And so very few trees were able to grow in the plains. Um, so like cedar trees, you see cedar trees all over. I mean, maybe you're, you're not aware of the cedar trees grow like weeds in like pastures and stuff, hmm. but they're not, they're like an invasive species in the pastures of Nebraska. Uh, they're, they're only native to like the cliffs, uh, like the bluffs by the rivers uh, where the fire couldn't reach them. So now that we stopped like burning regularly, now they're like invading all of a lot of pastures. So, wow, yeah, very interesting factoid about Nebraska that you brought about up. trees. So you, you really flipped this there. segment on your head, <laughs> on its head. Wow, yeah, I I just can't believe I had I just had to bring it up. I lived there for twenty two years and I had no idea that the arbor. I just assume Arbor Day was because you know we had trees and we wanted to share the love. No, it's because we literally didn't have trees. Yeah, it was very. Very the op- very much the opposite. But now we wow. have as many trees as about five square miles of Washington in our entire state. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to fit in a Seattle fact and a Nebraska fact. Very very representative of our future podcast of being a thousand miles away. But I thought this went pretty well. I'm excited to keep keep on doing it, and we'll obviously perfect the process. But mm-hmm. uh, glad to know that it will live on. The podcast will live will live forward. Yeah, I'm excited for hopefully getting a regular schedule, and then uh, then we'll have plenty of great topics, I'm sure. And I'm sure. We always do. <laughs> we always do, every time. Uh, <laughs> but with that, yeah, if you guys want to give feedback, uh, unpromptedpod.com is a great place to do that. Um, Wonderful place. We're a little overloaded with feedback at the moment, but don't be shy. We yeah, will we'll, we'll definitely we get promise, through it all. We promise to get back to everyone 
as we sift through it, the hundreds, yeah. if not thousands of requests that we have received so far. We're, yeah. we're trying our best. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, with that, uh, thanks everyone for listening. And uh, we will uh, we'll catch you next time. See you next time. Bye.